What's up with you? Hello, everybody. Yo. Yes, it's Thursday, 9 p.m. here in the UK. That means it is, of course, UK Cowboys time. Uh, joining us this week, we have the Neeps, Tatties, and Haggies of the team. Oh, We've got Paul, Lorne, and Graham joining us. Yeah, the, the Scottish contingent. We've got the Godfather, Jamie, with us. And as we have advertised, we have we did say it was Dave Hellman. Dave Hellman busy with everything else going on. So we have uh, a guy who is extremely infamous in the Cowboys world, as well as in UK Cowboys, a close friend of the show, number one in our hearts and number one on your program. We've got Mr. West Coast Cowboy with us. Woo! How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. How y'all doing? Can't complain, mate. Can't complain. Yeah, living, no. surviving. Yep. <laughs> I heard that. Y'all days end in my day is basically, I guess you could say in the middle of my day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nine o'clock. Did you? You had a, 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 you had a bit of a power issue going on over there. Everything all right? Everyone okay? Yeah, we. I live in a gated community, so I think it was something. I think they were installing some type of like new gate or something. But for whatever reason, they had to shut all the houses, halt the power off in this area right here. It's, it's weird, man. It's weird. We was literally out power from like 7.45 to like, what time did we, you hit the start button? Two minutes before you hit the start button. <laughs> like I was, literally <laughs> to do this on, I was literally preparing to do this on my phone in my car. Yeah, well, that was the message I got from you. You're like, it's okay, I've lost power, but I'll use it off my phone. I was like, that's dedication. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm, like, I'm, actually more, I'm probably more comfortable on my phone than I am sitting here. Keep it real with you. That's because I'm a walker when I... When I start walking and sweating, it's, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in my zone. <laughs> hey, it's all about getting your steps in, mate. If you get your steps in, calories, all the rest of it, keep fit. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> all right, man. Well, we'll start getting into things uh, this week. Um, yes, we will begin, as we do every week, with our news and updates. Uh, we've got quite a bit to get through. Uh, last week, we had uh, Shannon Gross on the show. So we went through a, a, a few of the uh, player updates and free agent moves. Since then, we've had more. Uh, we'll start, first of all, with the big news that came out today. Uh, during the press conference with Mike McCarthy, is that Tyron Crawford is officially going to retire. So, um, yeah. another another move there. Um, I think, he, 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 you know, although you can say his play declined, um, he was a fan favourite yeah. in, in some respects, you know? Yeah, and I think, you know, he's, he's um, done what's been asked of him by all the coaches without complaining. You know, as I said on the, on the group, today, you know, he, he was asked most off-seasons to go into the off-season training preparing for one position and invariably due to either injury or lack of talent, you know, he's then getting moved. So one minute he's he's bulking up to be a three-technique defensive tackle and they're switching him across to a defensive end. The next year he's coming in, he's playing defensive end and they need him inside. So He's undersized, yeah. you know, and you got to remember that time that he took offence at Madden, um, you know, with his avatar <laughs> on Madden that he was, uh, you know, he, he, he's down that year and they bulked him up on the Madden, you know. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. I think, uh, I, I think uh, people will have their critics about Tyron Crawford, but what one thing you can definitely say about Tyron, like he's been, he's doing what he's been asked by every coach he's had. Regardless, with no questions asked, 
pretty much like you're saying there, Lauren, like he played as the free tech then become a, a defensive end, had to put on the weight for if he was moving back inside and that, like he was taking extremes, like, and for him to kind of transition back and out, like he was, he was still trying and do whatever he had to do, but it's just kind of got to that point now, the, the, the injuries and that, it's, it's pretty much starting to kind of take its toll on him and uh, he's decided to call out a day now, but uh, just like they say, Thanks a lot, Tyron. You've been an absolutely great cowboy and uh, good luck in your retirement. Yeah, I don't, I don't think as well. I don't think he got a lot ready for how versatile he was. Like you say, he plays inside, he plays outside. And it, it, sometimes, for me anyway, it went unnoticed a lot. And like you're saying, those kind of guys are worth the weight in gold just for the fact that they can bring you so much different ideas, disruption from different parts of the line. It's yeah, the, the into a dozen out there. Yeah, so it's sad he's gone like, but yeah, like I said, all best to him. He deserves um, to put his feet up and enjoy his retirement. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, what do you think, West Coast? You got to take on um, Crawford's retirement? I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I was a little shocked. I was a little shocked about him retiring. You know I mean, like, you mean. We say all these things about, I mean, everything you said about Tyrus, I mean, Ty, you know, Crawford, like we basically said about him last year. You know what I'm saying? That didn't stop him from coming back last year. I mean, Jerry Jones said, did you see what that, what that crazy man did in that club in Florida? <laughs> like that's how Jerry Jones described him last year. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I ain't going to lie, with like this playoff run that we, you know, that we assume that we were trying to get on, I thought they were going to try to like get him like, because like, there's, I always believe this. Like you, you, there, you, you want to keep people that will let you take advantage of you around, take advantage of them around. Like I know you don't want to agree with that in public, but realistically, in, 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 in life, in business, you got to keep a couple of them people around. You know what I'm saying? And Crawford was one of those dudes that the Cowboys could just be like, "Yo, go play quarterback," and he's like, "God dang it! All right." Hey Crawford, go play wide receiver. God dang it! All right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like pretty much. Like, like, he never complained. Exactly. He never said anything. He never was was like, "I want more money." Like he never mm. did that. And it's no. like, I think I think his performance, his career didn't get to where it was supposed to, mainly because he was always doing what someone asked him to do. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. if Tyrone yep. Crawford would have been like, "F you, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a defensive tackle," he would have probably had a better career, and people wouldn't feel about him the way he did right now. But yeah. the fact that Tyrone Crawford played damn near every position on the defensive line, not only like you said, his body fluctuated back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Like, how could you really expect? Like, I never really expected Crawford to be great at anything, but I, but I always liked the fact that he was just really good at everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there was yeah. nothing that he was just like great at. But he was good at a bunch of stuff. Like, he was good at a bunch of stuff. And I just thought, honestly, I just thought, honestly, that he was going to take a really, really like, oh my God, he only took that deal because he wants to be a cowboy. Like, I thought he was going to do one of those for one more year. And especially, I'm, I mean, my thing is this I love Gerald McCoy. I do. But it's like I'm not the biggest fan of bringing Jerome McCoy back because his injury. We already have enough injuries. We have that already. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if you're gonna have an older guy on your team, why not have a guy that can actually play defensive tackle, who can play one technique, and can actually play defensive end if something happens? So I am actually one of the weird guys that's like, 
you know, Tyrone Crawford, salute to you, bruh, for, you know, giving you what you got for Cowboys. But if you would have stayed one more year for cheap, I would have been the guy that would have, I would have probably defended you. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. you, just, you know what I mean? Like, in today's superstar mentality, like, bro, like, Tyrone Crawford could have asked for more money a bunch of times. Not saying he deserved it or not, but his versatility showed you that we cared about him. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I was I was actually kind of I was actually kind of surprised. You know what I'm saying? I was actually kind of surprised that uh, Eddie retired. I thought we were going to hear Sean like, how does Sean Lee not retire? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, see, for for me, like, I think the most shocking part was is like how McCarthy just said at the press conference. Like, he kind of like briefly said that yeah. he turned around and said, "Oh, am I am I supposed to say this?" I was like, "Oh, well, it's too late now." Yeah, Tyler Crawford's retiring. <laughs> I spoke to him. You're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, By the way, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's like you know, I, I, it's like it was just so nice. It was very very nonchalant. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like. I know Mike McCarthy, you only been like if that would have been Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett been here 11, 12 years. Okay, Jason Garrett, you can get away with just being nonchalantly saying somebody's going to randomly retire. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Mike McCarthy, bruh, you've been here a year. You better stop your sentence and at least get that dude a, at least a full sentence. Like, that's the type of stuff that's like bewilders me about the Dallas Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? Like, how they handle some players and how they handle other players. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, I don't have a. I don't have a bad word to say about Tyrone Crawford. I know people be like, oh, but he's making $8 million. Look, man, you can't get mad at his agent for being really good at his job. Because Jerry yeah. Jones is a sneaky son of a bee. So it's just hard for me to believe that he overpays anybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like the same, it's like the same thing. People are hating on Dak for the amount of money. It's like, don't hate Dak. Hate Todd France. You know? Exactly. Like, what? Like, how are you going to – and then think about this. How you gonna hate Tan Friends? Hate Jerry Jones because Jerry Jones is the one that gotta slide the contract <laughs> over to you. Exactly. It's like yeah. you just can't it just can't win to like actually bring the logic to some people. They just think, Oh, he's earning too much money. You're like it's like, well well what'd you want him to get paid? Bloody freaking peanuts? Come on, man. Like, like they're the professional athletes, they deserve to get paid regardless, because it's a brutal sport. Anything can happen in a heartbeat. Everyone knows that. And I'm, literally I'm, I'm... And, oh, sorry, sorry, mind. On you go, mate. On you go. Oh, I was going to say um, one thing you can't forget as well is the position Crawford plays is defensive tackle, and it's a very uh, selfless position where it's really yeah, me, me the, and Lord. Me you... and Lord know that way too well because we yeah, play, yeah. we we've played the position before, and, and people don't ACL really see people don't really see it. That really, when you look at defensive linemen, the thing that comes into your mind is. What are their tackles for a loss and what's their sacks? And it's like, no, defensive tackle is very selfless. Stats are like one of the few things you can use to judge a defensive tackle. Yeah, most most people, yep. if you really ask them what the job of a defensive tackle is, they'll describe as a linebacker. <laughs> like most of the people who get yeah. mad at Jalen Smith, you'll be like, okay, so tell me what you're mad at Jalen Smith. Because he's not, he's, he tackles people five yards away from the line of scrimmage. He's not getting on the guard. I'm like, well... That sounds like a defensive tackle. <laughs> like you, you the position's mixed up. Oh, there we Whoa. go. We got you. We got you a bit louder then, uh, West Coast, because you. I don't know I what's was going just, on. <laughs> yeah, just got to mention, mate, that your mic is like up and down. Do, do, could you just say something again? Yeah, we good. We good. 
Oh, yes, that's better. better. That's much better. You, you're clear as a bell now, mate. Clear as a bell. Um, but yes, uh, we'll go through a couple of other updates and we'll get into uh, the thick of it all. Um, and I'll get your take on this from West Coast because we, we put a post out yesterday that apparently in the news, uh, the Cowboys are out on Olden Smith. Do you think that's a good or a bad move? Um, I feel oh, that's much better. I feel like this. I feel my my before I can ask offer someone a a contract um, for 2021, I have to talk to you yeah. about 2020. And my question yeah. is this: Did you earn the money I already paid you? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because that's like my gardener. You know, he cuts my grass for fifty dollars a month, and now he wants to go up to seventy five. Oh. I'm like, what am I getting for that extra twenty five dollars? I'm okay with the fifty, but what am I gonna get for that extra twenty five dollars? Oh, you're gonna get? I'm gonna cut my grass the same way you cut it last year. Ah, I'm cool. Alden Smith, I mean, he played very he played like a man with his with his pants on fire kind of coming out the gate, but I think yeah. like old tendencies kind of settled in toward the end of the season because it's like man, like I think like Alden Smith kind of like when he first got back into football, he had all that excitement and all that like all that I want to show the world, but then came mm -hmm. week 8 and then it was like, okay, now I still got eight more weeks of football to go. <laughs> And then it got yeah. real. And then you saw that you saw that his you saw his you saw it diminish a lot. Another thing I feel about Alden Smith is two things. When Tom Sula got fired, that was his went that was his voice in the building. Like that was the guy oh, yeah. that was that brought him in. So when yeah. that left, I think that kind of basically meant that everything that he Tom Sula brought in is kind of going out the window with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah, 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 also yeah. also Alden Smith for me, him staying in Dallas signifies us going to a 3-4 or being in a 3-4 defense better, which he actually thrives in. Like That's why Alden Smith actually looked good at the beginning of the season because he was healthy, he was he was fresh, and we was in a we were in a we were in a off a defense that he was was favoring him. When we went back to that 4-3, man, he disappeared and what happened? Demarcus hey, Lawrence hey. came alive and freaking um Marcus Demarcus Lawrence came alive and then you start seeing Randy Gregory start going right, dumb. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like for for me, I'm, it makes sense. Like he like there's like there's no way he was going to take 5 million dollars again and to be honest with you fellas, I don't believe he earned the 5 million dollars last year. So no. to do business for me, he would theoretically be taking less money, which I don't believe he wants to do anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, and when you look at it that uh that I, I think when we went through it and we wrote on our post when we put it out that fifty two percent of all of his, of his stat production came between weeks one and four. Like that's crazy, bro. <laughs> so you know what that really means? You know what that really means that there were games where he did absolutely nothing. Yeah, there is. And There's one game where like he has one tackle. Hey, and, and I'm gonna tell you guys this, you guys, Brian Brodus, he is like the, you know, there's the Pope and then there's Brian Brodus in your in your in your in your life of I'm hey, this is yeah. this is serious. I'm, uh, I'm serious it's here. You know what I'm, saying? Like, I'm, just, I'm just saying I can actually picture that right now. Like, yeah, okay. yeah, like like when Brian Brodus walks in the room, there is a ring of awe around him. You know what I'm saying? That's the that's the guy when it comes to this scouting stuff and this ear mold stuff, right? Well, when yeah. Brian Brodus said that there had issues in the room. I was like, mm. how dare I say on national TV that the Cowboys should re try to resign him? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We, like, like Brian Brodus is a guy who defended. He's one of the last dot-com guys who defended Rico Gathers. Let That's you know right. how, how 100 yeah. Brian Brodus is. Brian Brodus yeah. said Rico Gathers having a better camp than all the tight ends. 
but he's not going to make the team. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what Brian said. So when said Brian the same about Brody, Rolando McClain, too. Exactly. So when Brian Brodus said that, man, that there's issues in the locker room, bruh, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, he gone. He gone. <laughs> yeah. He gone. Yeah. And think about uh, this. But, and think about this. Okay. Think about this. Out of all the free agents that we have on our team, there is only one that we have told he's you're not coming back. And you know who that is? Alden Smith. Yeah. Now, I'm yeah. going to ask you a question. Alden Smith may not have earned his money, but I know he paid better than Xavier Woods. They ain't even told True. Xavier Woods he's not coming back. But they told Alden Smith, yeah, you're not coming back. So that lets me know, yeah, as always, Brian Brothers know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He gets it early. He, he gets about. it in early. He gets his takes yeah, it's, in it's, early. It's yeah, something yeah. there. It was something there. Yeah, and I think as well, uh, yeah. Mike Fisher as well reported it fairly early. And so another guy who you, you can find quite reliable. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also in the news as well is there's a question around Sean Lee. They're saying that they do want to bring him back. Um, so we'll wait and see what happens there. But let's move on to the more important bit. And then we'll get some rankings of players off all you guys uh, to finish things off here. Um, so the guys we didn't talk about last week because they happened at the end of the week. So after this show uh we've had uh safety the big one and we'll talk about that one in a moment keanu neal joined the team uh we've also had safety uh jalen curse uh join the team he's had a contract signed for us and safety demonic kz has been offered a contract demon and then hooker is still a question mark based on medicals so let's start off with where do you guys want to start off? should we start off at the top with the main guy man you should start with the hookers man what do you mean Stop with the hook. You know Jerry let them hoes, man. Come on now. You know Jerry let them hoes, man. Come on now. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you all a funny story, right? I said, on. I, I was on my show the other day. I said, Jerry is such a – Jerry is Jerry gets is so crazy. I can imagine Jerry Jones meeting uh, 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 meeting Malik Hooker with his shirt off. You know what I'm saying? I'm walking into the room like, Steve, wait, Steven, I thought you said there was hookers. No, Jerry, Malik Hooker. Oh, damn, I got to put my shirt back on. <laughs> like, I can just see Jerry. That's <laughs> very just a way back into the sunset in his luxury boat. Hey, you know what I said? Stay away from them hoes, Jerry. <laughs> Stay away from them so, hoes, Jerry. Uh, well, I mean, just stick with the hooker narrative. Uh, if you want the player, the player, not the job. <laughs> we having fun now, guys. We having fun now. <laughs> <laughs> um we'll 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 stick with it. Yeah, yeah. Um apparently the, the, the big issue uh coming out from uh signing him is still the medical issue because there's there's basically there's the Achilles and the ACL. So um that's a big I think that a, that's a big one. Yeah, yeah I and I mean like the, the big one as well is like, you know, especially Achilles for safety, where you're on your ankles, you're on your toes. Uh, it is a bit. So you just have to trust, really, because it's out of our hands at this point, saying that, you know, we'd love to have a first round, ex first round uh, draft pick who in 2018 had a great year. Um, but you have to trust the fact that their doctors know what they're talking about, really. You know, I, I, would, I would just gonna say that if you look at it from the aspect of, yeah. Like I've in in the admin group, I've, I've been um, with Brian obviously being like kind of on the bandwagon of getting him, but like I say the doctors are saying no, and and one good ask, one good look at that is that look at the, the draft in the Jalen Smith 
no one thought Jalen Smith was going to play in the NFL because of his injury. The Cowboys had the best option. They just look at him and they were like, fixed. So if, if the Cowboys are going to say no, then you know that it's the people are looking at him and it's not some random guy off the street. <laughs> yeah, little side street doctor, you know what I mean? Saying, yeah, that's, 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 yeah. Yeah. So if, well, it, if, if we don't get him, we don't get him. I'm disappointed, but you know he's had a, had a full look, and, and not that it's just that medical thing. Just, yeah, he's not. Not enough. You keep cutting out there, Jamie. Sorry, uh, but I think I know what you're trying to say there, yeah, mate. But I, I think <sighs> Malik Cooker, like, like, he, like, if he was was to stay healthy, and we were like and get him fantastic but it's it's like if if the dallas medical team even had a look at it and they said we don't know then you know based on chris what they've done previously before with players like you just said there jamie like jalen and stuff like that and several other players like like the fact that we even brought like who we were just talking about earlier tyron crawford from double hip surgery still playing yeah. for example yeah. managed to get him back in the field but they're saying it's very questionable what they they might say, I don't know if what we can do with Malik Cooker. You might not even might know even get sent to an NFL team again. By, by the sense, do we have things that are going? We don't know. But yeah. I, I think all. Um, shoot, man. I think, I think that the thing with Hooker, I think, is like this, right? The Cowboys are strapped for cash. So since mm. you're strapped for cash, you're basically putting everybody on one-year deals. If someone's hurt or they have an injury history. There's a good and there's a bad to putting them on a one-year deal. The good is mm-hmm. if you put them on a one-year deal and they get hurt, you know, you 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 know, you don't lose as much. But the bad part about it is if you put somebody on a one-year deal and they get hurt, you have a Gerald McCoy situation where you paid like Gerald McCoy got paid 3.1 million dollars to be a cowboy for I would say what, 92 days? Yeah, around there yeah. give or take, give or take a yeah. Wednesday, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, <laughs> you, that's still money that he still got, you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like I, the, the thing I think with Malik Hooker and also the finagling with this friend, with this money, we're going to have to put somebody on a two-year deal because we got to stretch that money out somehow. So yeah. it's like either DeMonte Casey or the next free agent, I promise you, somebody's going to have to get a two-year deal because one-year deals are good, but that also means you're giving that money right now because you can't divide yeah. that money over two years. So yeah. what I believe with Mahook, Malik Hooker, what I honestly believe it says is, they don't trust the energy for two, the injury for two years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they don't trust it enough to sign him for a year. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely on board with you on that. I'm definitely on board with you on that. If the Dallas Cowboys, you know, because what I'm hearing is Demonte Casey got offered a deal. You know what I'm saying? So yes. if they didn't even offer yeah. Hooker a deal, then that lets me know they. Yeah, I mean that they're basically yeah. only interested if you're with, if you're interested in them. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm. I think that's where the Cowboys are with Malik Hooker. And I think that's why Malik Hooker was so eager to put out workout went good. Like, if you notice, Malik Hooker didn't really say the meeting with the Cowboys went good. He was yep. talking about his performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cowboy fans, we just assumed he was saying, oh, yeah, we're talking about, oh, no, the conversation with Jerry and da-da-da-da-da. But think about this. He didn't even meet with Dan Quinn, and he didn't even meet with um with um with um with Will McClay. You want to know why? Because they was in South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes me nervous that the Colts. So think are about this. Though, but think about this though. Out of the two people that you would think they would need to meet with, you would think Dan Quinn would have to meet with Malik Hooker. Mm, he would have yeah. to. He don't necessarily yeah, yeah. got to meet with Demonte Casey because he knows him. 
They just Jerry yeah, just yeah. gotta meet him. So yeah, I honestly yeah, think Malik Hooker it. has another layer that he has to go to. Like he has to at least do something for Dan Quinn because Dan Quinn hasn't seen him. You know what I mean? Because when yeah. yesterday when they were when he when he was working out at the star, Dan Quinn was in South Carolina looking at JC Horn. Yeah. So it's like yeah, yeah. for me, I think you before Malik Hooker can even like we can even talk about, I think there's another layer that he has to go through. You know what I'm saying? I think there's another layer that he's going to have to go through where DeMonte Casey obviously doesn't have to go through it because he got offered a contract with Will McClay and the defensive coordinator not even there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Grim, 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 you would like to say something there, Grim? You would like to say makes something. me nervous that the Colts are willing to move on from a first-round pick. Who had three interceptions his rookie year and mm-hmm. game after game after game. Yeah, I mean, this guy was taken like 15th overall. So they're willing to to just move on. I mean, unless they've given him a deal, I don't know if they've offered him a contract. No. But yeah, it makes me nervous. We've had a lot of injury concerns over the past, mm. and yeah, hey, to bring him a in name on, out on a there that deal. People, I'm gonna throw a name out there that people should be talking about, and that's freaking Trey Boston, man. I don't see why that dude don't got a job, man. Mm. And he I'm don't got surprised. nothing I'm, of what Malik Hooker got. I'm still I'm still surprised he's just still lingering about. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he don't got none of that, man. He, and they say he been he only been on three teams. One of the teams was the same team. Went he went left Carolina, went to 49ers, then he went to another team, then went back to Carolina. Kind of yep. Carolina ended up re-signing him. So it's like <laughs> I, like that's a name where I feel like why why isn't like why why wasn't he one of those dudes that was in that group? Yeah. Yeah, like, which was I I just want you briefly just mentioned something there with regards to like the one year contracts. I have a big issue with the one-year contracts, and I f- and I think you might do as well. Like, say for example, we get one of those bargain players, for example, like what like we did with Rolando with Clay, and one of those teams. But no, we I know get you don't with that. Cody but, Cowboy, but, Cody but, Cowboy, but, what you know about Rolando? <laughs> but but what I'm trying to say is, so they have that stellar one year, and trying to get them re-signed back again, it's just going to increase the value up. It's just ridiculously rather than having them tied in. I, I, this is one thing I hear about the one-year contracts, whereas if you put them in a longer term, you could still cut them, but you may get the smaller hit. Yeah. A smaller hit in the cap, for example, but that's it, you know? Well, I mean, so I just, just want to know what everyone's thoughts are on about that as well. The Keanu Neal oh. contract is actually it's actually a three-year three year deal, two of right. the years are void. So, but what I've what I've found out this week, and you know, this has um, pro- problems possibly with Dak as well, is that these void years, if you don't sign them, so effectively with Keanu Neal, it's one year, two million on the cap this year. You got uh, another million next year and a million in two thousand and twenty-three. Um, but if you don't sign them to another contract next year. Those that suddenly the twenty three goes into twenty two, so again that gets accelerated and it's again it's a two year. You're spreading it out over two years instead of three years. Um. So, and again, there's of this five million that was reported, one million of it is what they classify as unlikely to earn incentive. So he's actually only on a one million four. Sorry, a one-year, four-million-dollar contract, which um, basically is a contract that benefits only the Cowboys if he just ridiculously balls out this year. That's it. Yeah. Because yeah, and it, like, there's no real benefit for a player to take a contract that has voidable years. 
That doesn't make any, you know what I mean? Because that means they can literally fire you with no recompense. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You always yeah. want a contract that has dead money on it because then they have to think about cutting you. You know what I'm saying? Like Jalen Smith, I, I, that's my dog. But I, I feel like, and I, I, that's my dog, dog. But I know the Cowboys probably thought about it. Why? With all the stuff that's going on. But guess what? That $12.1 million made them think like, well, damn, if we cut him, we're going to eat $12 million, and then we're still going to have to pay another linebacker? Yeah, that don't yep. make no sense. You know what I'm saying? You, you look, you look, you look at the extension that – you look at the extension that – I'm sorry. I was, I was just, I was just trying to quickly say how something must it be to be Taysom Hill right now for the Saints with his contract. <laughs> well, I mean, I, get, I was about to say as well. You look at this contract he signed, the extension he signed. It only comes into force in about two years' time. If he, if he messes up this year, or loses the job to Winston or whatever, they can cut him, and it's still only something like eight, eight million on the uh, salary cap. When when it kicks in is in two years' time he gets paid a forty million dollar roster bonus and the the rest of the deal is action then, so they can still get out of it relatively cheaply. Yeah, all of a sudden we start to see these contracts with avoidable years creeping in a lot more than we do recent years. I look at just this is Judy and Smith. With the, with the Steelers. I mean, that, that was a one year deal. And all of a sudden, you look at the whole context, and there's an extra, another three years added on to the back end of that that are all avoidable. It's, it's weird, like how the, the, the game itself off the field, contract wise, is now changing as well. That's yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, the, the, I get why it's happened this year. There's a lot of one year deals. Like, you even look at, like, Juju Smith's Schuster. He's on a one-year deal. I just and a, lo- I a just, lot of so, it is just... I just love the fact he just turned down the Eagles flat, yeah. flat blank. Hey, <laughs> he did do that. Hey, a lot but of people, a lot of, hey, it, a lot of, people, a lot of these... A lot well, of people I'm are taking a one-year deal, too, because of that. Because of that, like, a lot of people approach right now, too, is, like, you don't want to get in a bad deal in 2021 because right now, legitimately, teams can see that we don't have the money for it to pay you a lot of money because there's only $184 million in the cap. But next year, they're not going to have that excuse. So it's like if I was an elite player, I would probably like to be honest with you. Like, I think that's the real reason why the Cowboys really signed Dak Prescott, because I ain't going to lie. It actually kind of made sense for Dak himself to take the franchise tag because, bro, the cap is going to be stupid next year. Yeah. So like so I honestly believe that's the reason why Jerry was like, well, it makes more sense to do it. Do it now. But it's like if I was an elite player, I would definitely instead of like I, I mean, I would try to obviously engage with conversation because elite players always find a way to get paid. But mm-hmm. if I was one of those sub tier players like, yo, like a juju, like why take a deal right now that's going to diminish your value? And they're still going to expect for you to be that type of wide receiver play on a one year deal. Then guess what? Hit the free agency. And then when that new money hits, bro, it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's, totally it's be- beneficial this year more than anything. I think it's just more because of everything that's happened, you know, uh, and reduced cap and all the rest of it. And because there's so much question marks, that's why you're having this influx of just one year deals. It's more the question of um, beyond. Although we're saying that it's going to go up, there's still just that that little ink that that little you know that little scratch on the surface there that's saying. Just hold your horses right now because we don't quite know. Um, so I think that that's more than 
what the issues come about from that. But looking as well into further signings, guys, another safety, uh, Jalen Curse, who was actually the captain for the Viking special team. Um, looking at it, plays safety down in the box a lot. Mostly, though, he's on kickoffs. Um, something we spoke about in the group, and I'll get your cut straight away. I'll come to you on this one, West Coast. Um, we was talking that over the last, this season, um, with the sign-ins and last season, seen a lot at the moment of them upgrading the special teams. What do you make of all of that? Um, makes me feel my, like my special teams coach has a little bit too much power, but whatever, we'll get yes. over it. <laughs> we'll get over it. Like he's like, uh, like you know, what I'm saying, like. Well, to be fair, he has he has a like freaking you, maniac. He has a like. Maniac if you think about this, man, like the first people we signed in 2021 was special teamers. CJ exactly. Goodwin, another dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm happy Great we delay. value special teams like a mug. That's cool. Um, but you know, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm J J Ron. One thing about J Ron is he has that sniff of like I'm gonna be a dog. Like he has that sniff of I'm gonna be a dog because he's had moments. He's had moments where he's first off and foremost. Let me tell you what I think he's his role is gonna be. I think he's gonna be Keanu Neal's backup. Why? Because he's built just like him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. it's not really a safety, but at six foot four, whatever pounds they are, two hundred and fifteen, whatever pounds they say, the dude is huge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's built almost like Keanu, but he's bigger than him. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's gonna be his kind of his role. Um. Special on the the special team doesn't you know most special teams are going in the back of the end zone so to me <laughs> I think that's like you know I mean salute to you for being a special teams ace on the kickoff return I would rather you be on the uh, on the receiving team but hey I'll take it but I think he's gonna be a guy that's gonna be a rotational guy and I think he's gonna be a backup but more importantly I love the fact that the Dallas Cowboys are trying to build the most competitive 90-man roster you can because mm. real football says that yep. you're not supposed to have no starters. Like, as of today, there's – like, I hate this crap. I hate this crap that players come on my team. You ain't even played a down for the Dallas Cowboys, and you're already telling me you're a starter? Bro, I've been a Cowboy fan 38 years, and I ain't even going to say I'm a starter. Like, what the hell <laughs> is that? Like, how hot Clinton Dix did the same thing last year? Like, how are you, a, how are you saying you're a starter in April, bro? And football is not made like that. Football nothing, says you put ninety people on a man. roster, you put them in a bam, you put them in a big old ditch, and then the first forty-seven people to die, they're not on the team. The last fifty-three people, congratulations, you're Dallas Cowboys. Yep, that's, that's what that's football that. is. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it just goes work. It just goes. It's just compete, compete, compete. It's just that constant cycle. Even during the season, if you're not playing when when you're on the field, you're going to get you're going to get your ass dropped, and start, and your backup's going to take over. As Thank simple you. as that. Yeah. Simple well, as that. That's what, and I'm gonna be honest with you, man. That's that is competitive. I'm gonna be honest with you. That's actually cheaper than actually doing it these other ways because that's how you find diamonds in the rough. You're never going to find diamonds in the rough doing it the way we're doing it because we're already letting people thump, come in and feel like they're established. Like, I'm sorry, I like Keanu Neal. I think he's gonna be a good addition, but you should not be saying he's gonna be starting doing this or starting doing that. It should be like, well, we're going to get in a training camp. We're going to see how this thing works out. If he makes the teams, then praise God. If he don't make the team, then salute yep. to him. Like Bruce yep. Aarons, the greatest quote I heard last year from any coach in 2020 was this. They said, Bruce Aarons, what did, you, how did, what did you tell Antonio Brown when he came to Tampa Bay? He said, I told him if he messed up, his ass was out of here. <laughs> 
That's true. You know what I mean? Like true. True. And he had no problems from him. And yeah. he had no problems from him. And and that is the I think that was the most shocking part of 2020 and tw- and leading up to the Super Bowl was that you'd not heard one thing about Antonio Brown, not one thing. Mm. So you know what that also lets you know too that behavioral players can be controlled. So yep. that means yeah. that what? So that means that a guy like Jamal Adams, a guy like Earl Thomas, I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying, like all these guys that they said they couldn't handle. I'm just curious. I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm just curious. I mean. It's worth the conversation. It's worth. I mean, I'm just saying. Don't you? I mean, don't you think if Antonio Brown can keep his crazy butt together, you don't think <laughs> Earl Thomas can't keep himself together? <laughs> like, who do you think is the bigger head case, Antonio Brown or Earl Thomas? Oh, definitely Antonio Brown. Indefinitely, It depends how you spin this. Publicly, it's definitely Antonio Brown because he's more outspoken, so to speak. But I would say definitely more behind the scenes, Earl Thomas. Oh. Mm. <laughs> There's obviously something that stopped uh, Houston signing Earl Thomas last year. I mean, he he was down. For, he was booked He's in. On the to it. He was. He was. Yeah, yeah. but my question yeah. to Earl Thomas is: if Earl Thomas is a wide receiver, if he's a running back, if because I feel like sa- the position of safety is already diminished in the NFL already. You know what I'm saying? Big time. Yeah. Like, think about that. Jameis Winston still has a job. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have a yeah. lot of guys who get opportunity after opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I feel like Earl Thomas encompassed with the position that you play. Man, you play, you're, you're a safety, bruh. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that position already being diminished might be the reason why he don't have a job. But I just, man, Antonio Brown cussed out the police on his front steps and got suspended for it. Earl Thomas, what did he do? Earl Thomas got into an argument with a player in a team and punched him because he wasn't trying hard enough. You know what I'm saying? Now, is there some behind the scenes? There probably is, but guess what? His behind the scenes stayed behind the scenes. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah, don't forget, yeah. like, like his act, like his actions when he went up to Jason Garrett. That did, definitely did not rub off well with Seahawks fans. Like we all remember <laughs> that. So yeah. there's that that thing was kind of like that was more so supposed to be behind the scenes, but we got that caught in tape. So God knows that what the, else that would have happened. The coaches off yeah, but you got to remember. Oh, that's this I But but let me tell y'all something though, right? We I understand we we vie for these organizations, but you got to be real with like Earl Thomas was actually right. Like mm. we can be mad at how he did it because I'll say he Kanye West the whole situation. So did Des Bryant. <laughs> Des Bryant Kanye West the whole situation. Yeah. Like Des Bryant, think about this. Everything that Des Bryant complained about in Dallas, he was absolutely right. He just did True. not put it into the media in a way that we could receive it. But yeah, think about man. this. Earl Thomas was actually right. He should have never played on that one-year deal because what did he end up doing? He ended up breaking his leg, exactly what he was afraid of. But the problem is his delivery on how he presented his case was horrible. It wasn't received well. But both the guys was right. Nobody would go back and say, Des, yeah. you was wrong about Scott Linehan. Nobody would say that. Nobody would say he was wrong about Jason Garrett. Nobody would ever say that. You know what I'm saying? But – you know, hindsight, you know, that's why I say some of these players know how to – I think some of these players know how to articulate themselves and handle themselves in a way, and then some of these dudes just don't, man, and it just doesn't get received well. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, yeah, think yeah, about absolutely. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun, like, not to touch on a real weird subject, but 
Yeah. Isn't it weird that I mean, well, well, hey, everybody's going to be honest. Can we start this open and a whole new kind of? Hey, have you guys heard? Subject? Have you guys heard Roger Goodell say anything about this situation in the UK? Yes. No. Yeah, he's look. He, he came out. I think last night that the NFL are now looking deep into these allegations. They're looking They're doing deep, their own they, investigation. They're looking, they're looking deep, but they haven't put him on the, the on the on the NFL's exempt list, so he can't be traded no. or anything, though. Yeah. Isn't yeah, yeah. that funny how that works? Yeah, yeah. So it always happens to us, doesn't Zeke it? Zeke pushed the security mm. guard. He's in New York talking to the commissioner <laughs> in person. Bro, yeah. you have 14 women accusing you of doing – I'm not going to say it. 14 women. And the only thing the commissioner saying is we're going we'll to – No, it. duh, NFL, you're going to investigate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, is, lot, is, I, I, it is very, very weird. I will say this. It's a lot of bullshit. Like, it, I, I believe it's a. I believe it's a. I mean, my thing is this, bro. Like, I mean, I feel like it's very, very the 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 most craziest thing about the whole Deshaun Watson is the fact that the guy who is representing the women is also really, really good friends and post neighbor of the owner of the Houston Texans. And people be like, "How does that benefit?" I'm like, "Well, he just. I feel like you know. I feel like Houston Texans kind of make an example out of this dude. Like, I feel like that." And I feel like I actually feel like there's somewhere that there is something that Deshaun Watson can do to make this all go away. Because if you notice, no charges have been filed mm -hmm. against him and the NFL mm -hmm. has not officially put him on the exempt list. So theoretically, right now, it could all just go away, just like Ben Roethlisberger's did twice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. But why oh, the, tic it, yeah, why the, the TikTok it? girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my question to you guys is, why do you think? That he is not. I mean, he put he put he put the running back from Washington on the exempt list. From remember, he turned himself in. Yeah, he was on the yeah. exempt list two days later. Yeah, yep. There's was there not video evidence here. on that though? There was video evidence on that one, wouldn't it? I ain't seen no video evidence, but I mean, I mean, you got fourteen people saying you slapped him. I oh mean, no, no, I, don't no, know no. I meant the running back from I mean, Washington. <laughs> I mean, yeah. don't I mean, don't you think that we should? Don't you think that Deshaun Watson? It guilty or innocent, don't you? I mean, there feels like there needs to be something, some type of hold put here because something's Just, not right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That if, right. it, and it's it, it's it's one of them things where you make it clear across the board that if player A does something, this is the process. So if player B does it, this is the process. But all of a sudden, player A and player B have two completely different processes, and one. <laughs> player A, you know, you know, I'm talking about Zeke, have more evidence he was innocent than player B. Yeah. yeah. And you know something I love? Can I say this? I'm going to drop a bombshell on y'all. Can I say it. something I love about I'm, I don't love this about the Deshaun Watson, but something that I also kind of like that it kind of played out this way. I like the fact that Deshaun Watson's black. You want to know why? Because if he was a white quarterback going through this, there would be all types of stuff going crazy right now. But I'm going to tell you right now, this has nothing to do with racism. This yeah. has to do mm. with Deshaun Watson's position in the NFL. Yep. He is looked yeah, at yeah, as yeah, a yeah. figure person in the NFL. White, black, mm -hmm. blue, black, it don't matter. And the yeah, NFL yeah, yeah. is protecting their image. That's why they have not made a move on Deshaun Watson. And, you know, I don't know if this is true. Maybe perhaps you can tell us, West Coast. I know we're going deep into the rabbit hole on this one, so we need to be careful. But... I heard somewhere that the lawyer representing these fourteen women is the same lawyer that represents the Houston Texans. Well, there he was. It was. It, 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 they don't represent him. He was his neighbor. They were. They were. They were neighbors. 
Mm. They were neighbors. See, now that that makes you go deeper down the rabbit hole again. See, absolutely, oh, man. Gosh. Man, that make you. I mean, to be honest with you, it makes me feel like because think like this: you you have to have known that at some point someone came to Deshaun Watson was like, "Yo, pay us this amount of money," because this is a civil lawsuit. That means that they yep. want money. They want a civil yeah. suit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there had to have been a time where Deshaun, someone came to Deshaun and was like, yo, give us this amount of money and we won't do this. Well, Deshaun Watson felt in his mind, because I'm thinking in my head like Drake says, I'm, a, I'm like Drake. At some point in your life, it just makes more sense to just pay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I didn't do yeah. it, but here goes the money. You know what I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, I'll put this up as a summary, just based on the NFL, it's inconsistent. Super, it, that's yeah. the, that's the, yeah. the one word I can describe the NFL when it comes to player investigation. It's cherry picking and inconsistent, and they need to reevaluate how they do things when it comes to this type oh, of stuff. It should, be, special... it should be all the level same playing field. And it's like what you're saying there. It doesn't matter if you're black or white or blue or yep. whatever. It should be the same standard no matter who mm-hmm. you are. And I'm going to tell you why that you play. Fans, we have a problem. Let me tell you why as Cowboy fans we have a problem. Because we've been stunned. Thank you. We look at Ezekiel Elliott and what he went through. And this was not no – this was the police department said there's nothing there. You brought yeah. in a special investigation from – the. this girl used to work at the FBI to investigate yeah. a domestic violence. But we're yep. taking we're, – we're looking into the allegations. And and the mm. fact that she actually went back to Roger Goodell says like he's he's fine like it's it's it's, no. it's bullshit pretty much and he's like well yeah. I'm still gonna slap him with a four game ban don't care yeah because because like, of conduct and the feminine exactly yeah Hunt. yeah yeah exactly yeah. Landon there just made the comment about what about Kareem Hunt could not play at least for one year now he's back with the Browns do not agree and here's the here's yeah. the crazy part here's the crazy part that it is written in their contract that you know like the the conduct the whole conduct part of it. Now you get two strikes on the on the conduct part. That's yep. it. You're gone. You're out of the league. Yep. You're done. Yep. So already Zeke is on strike one for yep. nothing. Yeah. No yep. other players yep. had that. Yeah, and think about I, this. I think like... as well. Go ahead. Go ahead. Good. I think Watson made the mistake of actually trying to head this off. You know, before it actually went public, he went on his Instagram, his Twitter, whatever. And actually gave the, you know, he tried to head off any possible thing. As, as we say, no charges have been filed as yet. But by him saying, oh, I've got I've got nothing but the utmost respect for women and everything like that. It's caused people who, you know, whether he has actually done it or not. I, and I don't want to comment on that. But he's certainly, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's brought it to light. And people are either saying, well, if she's been, if she's been, assaulted by him well that means I can get in on this as well and if it is just a money making thing for some people again you've got more people loading up on that as well so you know particularly in America where it is a litigious uh, society yeah and and for the NFL the NFL is going to look very very hardly not very hardly but they're going to they're going to be more or less on Watson's side because this is their brand man yeah. like the NFL is had coming in contact with too much of this so now it's like the old statement it's like you borrow $100 for the bank guess what you better call them and make sure you everything on stream but if you borrow $100 million from the bank the bank's going to call you <laughs> 
know what I'm yeah. saying? Because now they're invested. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you got a hundred million dollars of our money. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the NFL is super invested with these, with these, with these certain. And I'm gonna be honest with you, Dak Prescott is one of them. Yeah. He is yeah. one of those figureheads of the team, yeah. of the of the whole brand. Like Dak just doesn't represent the Dallas Cowboys. He represents the whole NFL. Mm. Patrick Mahomes face is off. one of those guys. Where, so that's off. why, that's why for me, yeah, yeah, I understand it benefits the, the NFL to take their time. Yeah, you know well, I, and I think what you had with Zeke is I don't I, I, I don't want to try and dance into this too much. But I think oh, we with dancing, Zeke, baby. We're, bad. Yeah, we're in it. We're in the dance. But like when you look at the Zeke situation, is people will say, oh, Roger Goodell and the Cowboys and all the rest of it, which there is a fair point. But I think what happened is the Zeke was just bad timing because the NFL, as you say, they'll back their plays up. But just before Zeke happened, if you remember, the whole Ray Rice thing happened and they mm-hmm. were backing him up, backing him up. And then it stung them because then the video came out and it was like, <gasps> and it was like, OK, so we need to overcompensate now. Yep, because yeah. we had that, and Zeke is the next guy. It was bad timing. So then you had the con- you know the flip side of that. The Zeke finishes, and you get the next player on it, and then they're trying to op- overcompensate by going the same way again. So you have this well, this peak, well, which was Zeke basically. Oh, don't forget we signed Greg Hardy as well at that point as well. Yeah. So that, that, that brought extra too. attention as well. So you're yeah, like, because yeah. Jerry Jones has, I'm going to be honest with you. Jerry Jones has actually actually always valued the outcast because if you look yeah. at Jerry Jones is his like If you look at Jerry Jones's way, how he got the Dallas Cowboys, like all the owners, when he first got into the league, didn't respect Jerry. They're like, bro, your woman bought the Cowboys. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Jerry, yeah, you yeah. didn't buy the team. Your woman bought the team. You know what I'm saying? So Jerry mm-hmm. Jones, already came into an environment where he's like i'm an underdog you know what i'm saying so that's why i believe he's always kind of like kind of like had that like i'm gonna always give guys that opportunity because someone gave him an opportunity in nfl to own a team you know what i'm saying but it's like you know roger goodell now now it's not even about the cowboys now it's about protecting his shield does it want to be look like his players are always involved with this you know what i'm saying but i'm gonna tell you this yes. man. When Zeke situation happened, I made this statement and it has become true to this day. Roger Goodell, if you do not handle this situation correctly, you are going to introduce blackmail into the NFL because you literally just made mm-hmm. NFL athletes a walking target. Because think about this, man. Saying, yeah, yeah. You you gonna know I mean like you're based, you're a walking target. And I even said yeah. this. I said, man, after after that Zeke stuff, I pray to God he gets married. Because if he gets married, that alone is gonna cut down a lot of stuff. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like that. I'm praying he gets married. You know what I'm saying? Because there's just so many opportunities. Now you don't even need allegations. You don't even need proof. Like, you don't even need that. Like, imagine if they had the cow. What if they had the NFL exempt list when Zeke went? The only reason why Zeke didn't go on the exempt list is because they didn't have it in 2017. You know what I'm saying? Remember, they kept saying, oh, Zeke's going to be suspended this week. No, he's going to play. Oh, no, he'll yeah, probably yeah, hit yeah, next yeah. week. No, he's going to play. The reason why they brought the exempt list in is so that they could actually do that. It's like basically putting you in purgatory. It's like yes. you're not guilty, but you're not innocent, so we're going to make you sit in this garage until we prove that you're, you're either one. <laughs> either yeah, one, you yeah. can't move. So that's why yeah. I was saying, like, you're basically suspending guys without suspending them. I was making that case saying they're overly doing it, and now they're not even doing anything for a while. Yeah, they're not doing it. Hmm. 
And I don't want I want the truth to happen, but I just want yeah. to see some fairity. You you get what I mean? Like, am I am I wrong to ask for that? Like, especially since I'm the team that keeps getting screwed. Like, if I was the Browns, maybe I wouldn't feel so bad about it. But we're the team that keeps getting screwed, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Always. Yeah. It always is. And, I, and some of it is timing as well. Um, but we'll we'll move on from this because we went deep in the rabbit hole on yeah, that one. And we'll go back <laughs> to the Cowboys players. Um, we'll look at the other free agent sign-in, uh, safety Keanu Neal. So we'll go round the horn on this one, get everyone's take. Um, they're looking to move him into Will Linebacker, I think. Was that a pun? Yeah, there? Around, uh, was that a pun there around the horn? Are you trying to tell us around something? the horn? Yeah. <laughs> a guy who I've been touting. Yeah, they're looking to move him oh. into the will position. Is what some people are saying. I think it's going to be more of he's going to be like that nickel linebacker role. Um, but let's go round uh, everywhere. What what do you all make of the Keanu Neal signing? I'll start with Graham. I like it. I, I think so for so many different things. The fact that um, he's played so much of his career at safety, but he can move. Yeah. People that move to linebacker were so thin in the linebacker core. It's untrue, mm. and we don't yeah. even have Sean Lee resigned just yet. That's that situation still up in the air. So if we can bring in a, a former first round pick who um, I liked at the time, we've been screaming out for a safety for so many, so many years. Um, I, I, it would have been nice if he'd felt us in the draft. Um, but obviously he's worked with Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn knows what he can do with them. Um, I like it. Just down to sat. I mean, he's even left. He's even listed as linebacker on the NFL site. Just having a look at his stats just now. So they, they recognise him as a linebacker. Um, yeah. If we can, if we, if he can earn his place and slot in and um, make the Falcons realise that they made a mistake and and not re-signing them, then let's have it. I'm all for it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jamie, you got a take for us on uh, the Keanu Neal signing? Yeah, I think Greg, Greg, hit the nail on the head there. He knows Dan Quinn's system. Um, he's shown in that, in that system. So, yeah, if anything, that was probably the one signing we had to make. I mean, something that can help these players adapt to this system quickly because. Don't forget, last well, this this season has just gone. Not much time in the system, and it kind of were a bit of a shit show. To be fair. Um, the defense <laughs> was awful in the year, um, and so someone who was still at a young age, to be fair, was still playing at a high level in Atlanta. Um, yeah, like you say, it, it has happened. And to be fair, the deal we got him on each of the as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you have been fairly vocal in the off-season that defence needed boost, especially in defensive back. You've definitely not kept quiet on that one, Jay, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but, I mean, West Coast, coming to you on this one, uh, you got a take on the Keanu Neal signing, Will Linebacker, box safety, nickel linebacker. What's your take on, on, on what you think the outlook for Keanu Neal will be with the Cowboys? I like, I like the signing. Um, mm -hmm. I like the signing one because, you know, Dan Quinn, I like it because Dan Quinn is smart enough to know that if you want to be success, guarantee, you know, you know, protect your success. How do you protect you being successful in 2021? Put somebody on the defense that knows you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. You, I'll be yeah. a coach on the sidelines. And then guess what? When someone's doing dumb, I'm gonna come over to you. Hey, hey, come here. Come here, come here. 
hey man, tell uh, LV to stop going to the left. You know Lamar Jackson gonna run up the middle. <laughs> I had to get LV yeah, real quick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody gotta tell LVE. Who else do you think gonna keep the ball? Um, but yeah, like I think I think that uh, I like that aspect of it. My only concern is I do believe Donovan Wilson has more upside than Keanu O'Neal. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and Keanu O'Neal was the 17th overall pick too. So you know, you would think that he would be in a Body. different place in his life right now. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm all for Don. I'm all for Keanu O'Neal coming in, doing whatever he want to do. He can cook and clean, do whatever he want to do, as long as it does not affect Donovan Wilson. Donovan I Wilson agree. has been punished enough. Like, like mm. he's been punished enough. Like the worst thing that we can do to Donovan Wilson right now is not play him. That's the yep. worst thing we can do. I I totally agree with you with that uh, Tyson man because we saw the glimpses of when Donovan was on the field and some of the hits he was like it was proper dog six he games bro he started it. six he was games after it mm. absolutely after it and some of the hits like like some of the hits I'll be honest like I was quite surprised that they didn't flag it because it was like it was very close to like, <laughs> like nearly knocking someone out but yeah hey man that's what you want from a safety is to bring that yeah. presence. And I tell you, think about this. He had three. He had two. He had he had like three fumbles. He had three fumbles. Two of them were on quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So not only are you sending him on blitzes, is he not only getting the quarterback, but on that on that on that sack that he got from um from 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 uh Carson Wentz, the one that he got in the first quarter, like he yeah. was purposely digging for the ball. He was purposely ripping mm-hmm. at the ball. Yeah. Like this kid yep. is a like that's that's He's something dog. you Absolute don't dog. Thank you. You you're not teaching that. They're, I mean, they're teaching it, but they're everybody's not getting that. That's already in him. That's in his DNA. That's already. Thank you. That's already. And don't forget, he does have some brilliant bull tracking and bull hawk skills as well. You know, you've seen him. And think about this, fellas. The the kid had three interceptions two years ago in preseason. Then he plays in the regular season and does the exact same thing. The kid gets it. Like this is my thing. It's, it's that's his job, bro. He does what he does. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm, he does. He does have a tendency because you know it, an Aggies fan. I've watched him quite a bit, but um, he does have a tendency to be over aggressive. That is a thing. But I'm hoping this year you've got Dan Quinn. Um, you know, other safeties, first round safeties that have more instincts will just tell him, look, this is what you need to do. This is what brings you up in the game. And I then think he's got yeah. the natural abilities, got the athleticism and already the, the rest of the skills you add into the then to bring him some some instincts and boom, you've got our safety position. Sussed. Mike, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something, man. My, Go for my it, first man. girl, my, 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 my homeboy told me, he said, man, don't sweat the small stuff, bro. Don't sweat the small yeah. stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. Don't, yeah, don't, sweat, yeah, yeah. don't sweat don't sweat the small stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like the big the, the big stuff, the big stuff is why we talking about him. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So exactly. always focus on the big stuff. Yes. Uh but talking of the big stuff, something actually me and you were talking about before you came on the show is um literally about an hour before we went live, it was announced that KZ has been offered a contract. Uh, so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I um, don't know. I mean, I like him. I like him. We're gonna have to get him back to 2018. 2018, he had seven interceptions. Should have been a Pro yes. Bowler, but he didn't. Um. Then after that, he kind of had a he had kind of little ups and downs. I mean, I like him because of the versatility. He's gonna play safety. He was a corner. He was actually a corner in college. You know what I'm saying? So that's for mm-hmm. sure. Lets me know that he can play a little slot. Um. You know, I, I, I you know, I, I like the move. 
I, I still think we're focusing. I love the fact that we address the safety, but man, we need mm-hmm. to still put some some time and effort onto that defensive line because I don't think we've done enough on the defensive line. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I don't like I don't so, I don't feel we've done enough. Here's a great transition it's, 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 now. It's definitely we've definitely boistered up the interior for sure. We've brought a lot more defensive Ooh. tackles in. But I think I, I tend to agree. I don't think it's enough still because I, I still feel the competition is still quite thin. Okay, so my my only thing is this, man. We have we are losing games because we cannot stop the run. Like, think about this. We we wanted to score more points. So, and what did we do last year? We went after CD Lamb. CD Lamb is our is our solve to us scoring more points. We, you know, I mean, this is gonna be the solve. What have we done to say this is our direct solve to stop the run? Nothing, bro. We we did not address anything at all. You're band-aiding it. Yeah. like I, I can go on a full rant about like I, I, I don't know why I keep saying this every bloody goddamn show about one particular player, um, <laughs> like the fact that that we we thought we brought in Dantari Poe, we thought he was going to be that guy, and he ended up being the biggest bust I have ever seen in my life. So, like other than that, we didn't really have much to kind of go in. Like we lost a uh, Tristan Howe through injury for the rest of the season. And and we were basically double loading up on Antoine Woods, who fair play to him. He he did, he did his job. He did his job. Mm-hmm. But we just didn't have that extra element. We had our rookie Neville Gallimore in, but give him time, he will become a, a great player for the Cowboys, guaranteed. But yeah. there just wasn't enough physicality in that f- front to kind of help stop that run. And I don't know, like, I don't know about you guys, but I think a lot of the, the a lot of the names we're bringing in right now. Um, it's competition for training camp. Uh, like again, we're shopping in the kind of the B list and the C list because we don't have a list money. We don't have money to go and spend like the Patriots do. I mean, the, the Patriots are spending crazy right now. Uh, we just simply don't have we don't have the ammunition. So we're going to have to get somebody in. Um, well, yes. I think the dra- the draft is going to be key for us this year. Um, yep. Like we've talked about it countless times. We could spend. Spend the tenth pick on a blue t- a blue chip player, and then spend the rest on defense. <laughs> There's every chance that could happen. Yeah. Hey, you guys don't forget don't forget that you can you can future day contracts like like you can bring in a guy and and give him a little bit of money and and backload that contract and just basically be like we're gonna pay you now and then we're gonna hope that the cap goes up in two years and then we'll play you again. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm like that's what yep. they basically you know with with the month with um. With Keanu Neal, his contract yeah. is basically that. You know what I'm saying? They're basically yeah. saying, "Hey, we're gonna sign you right now, and then we're basically we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it next year." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The cap's gonna go yeah, up. Yeah. If you don't like the deal, we can void it anyway and just yeah. start yeah. over. So it's like that. Very like, much like how they structured that. You can do. I think with all these deals that we've brought in, all these deals that we've brought in, and it was mentioned on one of the podcasts last night that. You know, basically, if the season were to start tomorrow, could we fail the team? Yes, we could, right? It means that when we go into the draft, we're not drafting for need. We've got somebody in every single position. Whether you like it or not, we've got somebody in every single position. That way, you're going for the best player available or the best player available at need. Don't say that to me because if, that, if that's the case, there's certain players that are, are number 10 and I'm just going to like, oh, oh, why? Yes, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. You know, I, y'all ain't asked me my draft strategy, so I'm gonna leave it alone. But I'm not. No, I, oh, no, 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 no. Right. Well, you, you got a nice transition there, right? What's everyone's opinion? Because for me, at the moment, the two big glaring things the Cowboys haven't addressed yet, which I think is really how the plan is going to go with the draft, is they haven't addressed corner and they haven't addressed defensive tackle. Do you want to look at people's rankings on this and, and get a dive on, on to how people feel? Because, um, I mean, what, what do you think, West Coast? Do you think that this is going to go corner in the first round? Or do you think it's going BPA? Um, Y'all going to be mad at me, but I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't think there is a defensive player in this draft that I would take at 10. But I would tell mm-hmm. you this. My on, number one corner down. prospect is J.C. Horn. Um, behind him <laughs> is Farley, and behind him is Sertan. Um, okay. Now, the reason why I have them ranked, I mean, I'm just being honest with you. J.C. Horn is a better prospect. Like, he is, he's he, he's just a better prospect. Physical. And, and I'm going to yeah, tell you yeah. this, like, as much as I love, this is my issue with Patrick Sertan, and I'm going to be honest with you, for me, he's not even draftable in the first round, to me. And I'm going to tell you guys why. Because... If you when Patrick Sertain and Diggs were both on the field together, Diggs was the better corner, right? Mm, okay. So Cowboys looked at Diggs' tape of him playing at Alabama, and you know what they said? They said he's a second round pick. We can get him in the second round. How can you look at Patrick Sertain's tape and say he's a tenth overall pick? Especially in a in a weird season of college. Yeah, football. like he didn't even pay Jamar Chase. Like unfortunately, he didn't. He didn't play him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So for me, for me, I'm like, and then also think about this. I'm really out on drafting a corner because Trevon Diggs is already going to be my starter for next year. Well, he mm-hmm. only played 12 games last year. You know what I'm saying? If you put mm-hmm. another rookie corner out there, man, you're starting week one, season one, with two corners that have played 12 games. You know what I'm saying? So for the cornerback position, I still feel that the Cowboys need to, it needs to be veteran. You know what I'm saying? We play Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes next year. And let's just be real. If you want to win a Super Bowl next year, you're going to have to beat Tom twice because you're going to have to go to Tampa Bay once and you're going to have to see his butt in the playoffs again. And if you want to beat the Super, if you want to be a champion next year, you're going to have to beat Patrick Mahomes twice because you're going to Kansas City in the regular season and he will be waiting for us in the Super Bowl. So my question <laughs> is this. Do you honestly think that two guys who have a year and it, by the time you get to the playoffs, they will have a year and a couple weeks of experience. We'll be able to go against that. I don't think that's realistic. I, I don't okay. think that's, that we, you have the youngest DB core in. I don't think that's realistic for us. So uh, what would you do in the first round West coast? Let's start with that. And then we'll filter everything off from there. Are you trading down from 10 or what, what, what are you going to do? You're, you're at the 10th pick open board. What are you doing? Um, well, the tenth pick for me, I'm hoping my phone is ringing because I'm predicting that nine offensive players are going to get drafted. Yes, I believe when we get to ten, I believe when we get to the tenth pick, there will not be one defensive player drafted because there is not in this draft a defensive player that should be taken in the top one through nine. There's not one. Agree, agree. So then, that's what I tell people. If you say as much as I love J.C. Horn and I will fight for him and tell you he's the best cornerback in this draft. He's not the 10th best player in this draft, though. Yes, agree. So it's like, and then think about this. The 10th overall pick last year got $11.9 million signing bonus, $24 million contract. How can mm-hmm. you give a guy that amount of money and he's not the 10th best player? Like, I can't do that. So for me, 
I think the only realistic thing the Cowboys can do is trade back. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because, yeah. because, because our offense and our payroll does not need – like, at, come ask you guys a question. On offense, where can you put a 10th overall pick at? Like where? Line. Offensive line. Like, yeah, but it's like you already got so much. It's like you're hoping that Tyron Smith and Leo Collins, since you paid them last year to get better, because remember, I, we I actually bought. paid them last year to get better. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So you're hoping that what? That your offensive line is going to be better. So if you draft Sue Will at 10 or one of these guards or one of these tackles at 10, you're basically drafting a guy at 10 while hoping Tyron Smith gets hurt. If you believe Tyron yeah. Smith is going to get hurt, just cut him. And this is what I said. And don't forget, offensive tackle is extremely deep this year. That you want to take a guy that's going to play backup. Because that's what you're going to be doing if you're taking an offensive tackle at 10. You're taking a backup offensive tackle. At 10, there's man, no way that is expensive, bro. Expensive. That is expensive. And oh, you yes, can get... Oh, no, 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 no. I would not do that. To Gilmore? No, I'm not... Hey, Stefan Gilmore's oh, 31. No. He yes, has, he's 31. He's, it's, age age, is a it's, it's thing, an though. age factor, mate. An age so, factor. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, Joe. Sorry, man. Yeah. Andy like, opted out. Andy opted out. Breaking down. That's his life. Like he Andy opted out too. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I, hey, I'm gonna tell you guys too. For my tenth overall pick, I have some criteria already. I'm going down. If you cannot start for me week one, I will not draft you. And if you did not play in 2020, I will not draft you. Yeah. Think about this. If you draft Suell or Slater. Tyron Smith played more games than both those guys combined in 2020. Yeah. So imagine putting a guy who has not played since 2019, no matter how good he is, out there to protect your $160 million investment in Dak Prescott. This is not the year that you switch out Tyron Smith. This is not the year. Mm -hmm. You do that mm -hmm. next year because we're giving Dak $75 million guaranteed. Bro, the number one thing, I'm going to tell you guys something else. I'm going to tell you all something real quick. The number one thing the Cowboys got to do that's even more important than winning a Super Bowl, I'm going to tell you what it is, Dak got to make it through 16 games. He has to make it through 16 games. The Super Bowl is just on top of everything else. Yeah. He's getting $75 million this year regardless. Yep. The signing bonus and his regular salary. He got to stay standing for 16 games. And if we make it to the playoffs, praise the Lord. <laughs> but, but just think about okay. This. The amount well, of money you're paying him, he has to stand up. Bro, you want to take that chance with Sue L, or you want to take that chance with Tyron Smith? Come on exacto. now. Exacto. Yeah. Yes. If Tyron well, Smith and, is 80%, he's starting. Yeah, and you got to look. Offensive tackle, just like D-line. I've always said it, that you're looking for like that that NFL fruition, if you like. Takes you're about three years. Thanos. You're looking for Thanos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're looking about three years because that's how long it takes them to to bulk up, get used to the speed of the game. Which is why a lot of people, when they were arguing, and me and you argued about this before West Coast about Tristan Hill, and we said, "Look, just wait, wait for year number three, and you're going to see a different player." And what happened? I know he got injured, so you're going to get you know people telling us, "Oh, he got injured." He looked Forget better, about though. the injury. Look he at the style of his play. He looked better. Look better, and he'd be better again this year. More sand in his pants, you know. More getting more used to the the speed of the game, um, the preparation as well, which is a big thing. Um, so I think you get a different Tristan Hill again. But let's look at the cornerback rankings for everybody, and the big one, which is quite controversial, that popped up this week is Caleb Farley. Uh, how far has everyone pushed Caleb Farley down his board? Because I mean, 
No. Double back surgery on a year he didn't play. I've got him as a Ouch. second round player at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, he's, he's, not, he's, he's, he, he, he's dropped out the first round for me, I think, personally. Okay. But. Everybody the same there, yeah? This is this is my thing. I would love for him to fall out the first round because I would love to draft him in the second round. 100%. Um, but if I was to trade back and get him, because I, I you know, my boy Brett Bresh, he used to be the strength and yeah. conditioning coach over Dallas Cowboys. Y'all know Brett. I sent yeah. him the article, and Brett was like, ah, it's nothing. He'll be back in six weeks. You know what I mean? He's nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I lean, I'm, you know, I, I, you know, I kind of feel like, you know, but I'm with you, Paul. This is my thing. I do need something. I need something to be like a, 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 a bomb to push one of these guys to the second round so I can draft him like I did Diggs. And mm-hmm. I would love to get Farley in the second round. Yeah. Like, bro, like, oh, you know, yeah. I would love, unfortunately, I hate it for you, bro, but I would love to get you in the second round. You know what I'm saying? The only thing, the only issue I've got, and I know Graham's got a take, definitely, because me and you, Greg, spoke about uh, the Farley situation on this one with the injury. Um, is I just wonder because what you got to look at is with Farley, he's only one year, only one year playing corner. That before that he was playing running back, and then he has that one year yeah. playing corner, gets injured as well. Don't forget, has a year opting out, double back surgery. <laughs> um, and then you see what Eric Stokes has done in his pro day. What about you, Gray? I mean, I know you, you've got a particular take and you want to be vocal on this. What's your take on Caleb Farley? Yeah, I mean, Far- Farley's still, he's still a talent, but there's there's almost like a hint of Jalen Smith about this now, where can you afford to spend a first-round pick on a potential risk where taking him in the second round looks far more fruitful? especially in terms of, of your guaranteed money. Um, he's going for surgery just now, but like yeah. you're saying, is it going to be, is it going to be a, a temporary thing? Is it going to be a long-term thing? And especially when Jesse Horn goes, goes and runs a 40 like he did, you know, that is only going to support his, his, um, his draft stock. Um, I, I would see, me personally, I would see Farley as a second rounder now. I, I would push uh, Greg Newsom. Above Farley in terms of That's in big. terms of ranking, um, yeah. for me it's certain, possibly just behind Horn, Newsom, and then Farley. But you've still got awful lot of talent falling to the second round. If you can get a guy early like that in the second round with limited uh, guarantees, he's going to be a hot property on the second day, definitely. I, I like it, and uh, what you got to look as well with Eric Stokes is. He has all the measurables Will McClay looks for. The big wingspan, he's tall, he's got a massive reach. I think his, his arms were like 35 inch, which is just crazy big. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's monstrous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. the wingspan is big too. Uh, and then you check in the time as well. Uh, and one thing I noticed as well with Eric Stokes, which is something very similar to JC Horn, is they play that, you know, that silo cornerback. So it, it's the single quarterback in cover one, cover three, um, playing deep on the deep passes, and they can manage it. And that's what I like with with both Horn and Stokes is that it's the ball tracking on the deep passes, which is something, ironically, that uh, Chidobe struggled with. That like wow. he did all the hard parts. Um, Uze, where you know he'd stick to his man. But then, as soon as the ball came there, he'd lose track of the ball. I mean, it's, it's, 
Um, it's, it's tough taking a corner for me at 10 because, like West Coast was saying, you're, you're throwing a rookie in there. He could be put on an island quite easily. You know, when, when we come up against, um, you know, Brady or, or um, Holmes, you know, if we're going to win this year, mm-hmm. we need to get a little bit more experience in there. Uh, Diggs is going to be the standout number one. I, I think that's easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah. with, with the 10th pick, you need the guy to step in there day one. Fact. Um, yep. That's why I'm all, I'm all for trading down. Um, I totally okay. agree. And I know I've I've been a huge advocate for taking a tackle at ten, but my number one is is more picks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. like I totally agree. For me, I would trade down. Like the whole idea, and I just br- want to bring up the comment because uh, uh, we'll get your point on this as well, because he knows what if uh, Joe thinks you know what you're going to say about grabbing uh, Mr. Kyle Pitts at number ten, which I think is going to be the most dumbest idea ever. Personally, my no, personal no, no, opinion. No, no, no. No, I mean, I seriously, seriously, my, seriously my, I oh, think it will be stupid. Well, but people it, say, "Oh, he's going to be the next Jason Witten." I say, "Okay, well, go get go draft him in the round you got Jason Witten in." Yeah, second round. There you go. <laughs> like, well, and, and, and look at like we've Kirsten. tried he, to draft look, look, the next Ron, Jason Witten twice. Marcellus Bennett didn't work. Um, no. Gavin Escobar didn't work. Like, like Brad, so, it don't. And then I'm gonna tell you guys this. This is like this, man. If I'm trying to marry a wife, trying to find me a wife, I don't really care about like how popping her Instagram is and stuff. I want to know can she cook, <laughs> clean, and she gonna take care of this house and these kids. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to be sexy or anything, but that's just my that's my standard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's my standard. Like, so, is she gonna cook, clean, and take care of these kids? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. bro, if you a tight end, I don't give a damn how fast you is. The first yeah. thing I want to know is can you pass block? Can you run block? And can you sell those? Because if you she- can't sell those. You're going to be on the sideline, fam. So the the, the other thing I'm, I'm going to point out as well, and I think Lauren will step in with this one as well, is in regards, if we were to pick someone at 10, it's going to cause more hit to the cap. If we were to trade down, yep. Things, yep. so so there's oh, that like as well. You think, man. So there's that as well. And mm-hmm. and and say for and and I am with you with this one. I would if we were to trade down, say maybe five or six places down. And JC Horns there, you want? My God, we we better fucking pick him. I swear to God, if he's there, like say like we're number fifteen to sixteen, we have to trade him down. But oh God, that that's I'll be ripping my shirt off when we trade him. I'll tell you. <laughs> and then you can use that 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 extra pick then to trade back up in the second. Exactly. To go get and, a better guy. And, and, and doesn't cause yeah. as much damage on the cap. Hey, because yeah. fellas, think about this, right? You got the quarterback. You got you got the four quarter, the big four. You got Trevor Lawrence, um, Fields. Yeah. You got the yeah. BYU kid, and then you got the kid from Notre, not Notre Dame from um, Trey the school Carson Wentz went to. Trey Lance yeah. from uh, North Trey Dakota. Lance. That's uh, four uh, right there, right? Yeah, that's four. You got the two. You got the two tackles. That's six. You have Chase. That's eight. That's seven. You got Devontae Adams. That's nine. You're at the Cowboys pick. And I even even said an offense. And then think about this: you can even throw the tight end in there. That's mm-hmm. ten. That's ten. And you haven't even players. thrown it. You haven't even thrown in a play, a team that may even trade up to get exactly. But I'm just players. I'm just saying I'm just saying yeah. realistically, if ten players, if nine D offensive players get drafted before us, we mainly need defense. Bro, we need to get as many second and third round picks as possible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, because the only thing I will all say: all those defensive players are going to get pushed back. The only you thing I will say, right, third round. 
there is an advocate on this team that is ready to take Carl Pitts at 10 because he already has in our first UK Cowboys mock draft, Jamie. Are you still on board with that, Jay, with the Kyle Pitts pick at number 10? If Kyle Pitts is there at 10, there's no way on this earth the Cowboys are passing him up. I'll say it now. There's no way that they're going to pass him up. Like you say, hit, hit us with it. Hit us with it. Why? Why? Why, Jay? Just, just, I just, just for the fact that don't get me wrong, I'm, and we've we've talked about this before, I'm, I'm a massive Titan fan. Slayer's gone up in my estimation. But I think this, after this year, you've got your third wide receiver off contract if you can't trade him before the draft or, or say, say before the trade deadline. But you've also just paid your quarterback 160 million, whatever, 160 million. Mm-hmm. You put you you open up the offense even more for him with a tight end that is essentially a wide receiver. And just to go on, Ch- 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 and Schultz have done jack shit for me. Hey, Jamie. Hey, Jamie. Are you Jamie. Hey Jamie, this is, you know the M three hundred. You know the M three hundred, Jamie. You know the M three hundred. The M three hundred. You know the M three hundred. It's a nice car, right? It looks like a Bentley, right? Well, you know billionaires. They don't buy M three hundreds because it look like a Bentley. You know what they buy? They buy Bentleys. You know what I'm saying, Jamie? Dog, if you want a Bentley, just, just, just let's just get the Bentley, bro. If you want a tight end that wide like a wide receiver, just draft a bro. Waddle will be there. The wide receiver from Alabama will be there. He'll probably be oh, yeah, but, what, what, but what I mean mm. is, if you look at it, the, the, we're, we're pretty much set that wide receiver, but we've, we've, not, we've not for years now, since a prime Jason Witten, we've had a decent tight end. And yeah, he just, he just his makeup. And, if, and I think if you look at the stats you put in the group the other day, was it, was it 42 targets this year for Florida he had? Only four of them didn't go for either a touchdown or a first down, and you didn't drop a pass in the red zone this year as well. Right, right Jamie, I'm I'm going to debate this with you as well, right? So, like, so we we just signed Jarwin to the big deal, right? We just signed Blake Jarwin to the big deal, right? And the whole point of we were going to push Jarwin, right? He had a good decent season when we didn't have Jason Witten for that one season. Then yep. he came back and he got reduced a role because Witten took over for presidents for business, pretty much. When he got his big contract, the three-year deal, he came back in. Up to that point before he got his injury, he was looking great in training camp and stuff like that. He was looking great. It's like, this could be the guy. And he he has an offensive weapon straight down the middle of the field as well. But obviously with injury, that happened. And then came Schultz. So you can't really use that narrative to say that our tight ends yeah. have been under par because we've not really had a, a proper glimpse of how Jarwin has actually performed. So... Hey, you know what I mean? And also, Paul, I'm a, hey, Paul, and I'm going to help you out a little bit too, Paul. I'm going to tell you this. Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott, like, I, like, I think, I think the um, Kyler Kyle Pitts makes sense in Philadelphia. He makes sense Definitely. in like Kansas City, but he doesn't yeah. really make sense because I'm going to tell you this. In Dallas, the tight end is like the what option? Let's let's who cares who is? What is the option? What is the option? Uh, he's going to be what option? Amari's going to be one. Mm-hmm. CD Lamb's gonna be two. Zeke is gonna be three. Mm-mm. Then you're gonna have your tight end. 
So right now Don't you're drafting Gala. someone to it's be a, the, it's a lot of money for a tight end. A so lot to of be money. the fourth option. And think about this, right? Dak Prescott does not really favor the tight end. That's how a guy like Schultz has been able to stay in the NFL because Dak is so fair. Dak don't give a damn who you are. He he told Dez Bryant on an interview. He told the world. He said Dez gonna get the ball when Dez is open. That's what Dak said. So so for me to give him like an over to to spend that much for the tight end, I'm scared. Dak ain't gonna throw him the ball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yep. Dak is gonna throw the ball to who's open. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if you get Pitts out there, put him at the 10th overall pick, think about this. Somebody is about to diminish. Somebody is going to diminish because think about this. Jarwin's yards weren't there. Schultz's yards weren't there last year. So who picked him up? CeeDee Lamb did. Yep. Like Dak isn't going to throw for no 7,000 yards, and we don't really want him throwing for no 7,000 yards. So my question is like I like Kyle Pitts, but it's like I like – I mean I love him, but yeah, – I, I like him as well. But I'm going to tell you what really took me out of him. I'm going to tell you what really took me out on him. I did some research, right? I went and looked at the number one rookie tight ends every year for the last five years. Okay? Well, in the last five years, there's only been one to go over 700 yards, and that was Ingram. That was Elvin Ingram. We had like 701 yards and six touchdowns. Other than that, rookie touch, rookie tight ends are averaging like 540 yards a season. You have that on your team yeah. already. Yeah, because you've got T.J. Hawkinson, O.J. Howard, David and Joku. Like, think about this, hey Paul. What did they say about O.J. Howard when he came in the league? People he was the next like best him. thing. Come on now, Paul. What did they say? They said he's about to change the way we do football. I think there's there's two things. Oh, sorry, Jamie. On you, go, mate. On you. Sorry, Jamie. I don't think he's that, he's going to be there at ten. What I'm saying is, if he's there, mm. there's no other. And, and what I'm doing, I'm going to base it on. If you look at last year, the need oh, last man. year, most expensive offense the, in football. The need last year in the federal was not a wide receiver. CD Lamb was in the choice five of best players in the draft, and he was there at seventeen. How about him long, long hit the nail on the head early on the. We can put a team in this field now looking back at best player available. Kyle Pitts will be the Cowboys' top five, without a doubt. If he's, I don't think he's going to be there at 10. If he's there, there's no way they're going to pass him. Just I, not. Think, I, I, think, I think he's going to be there at 10. Yeah, me too. I think he's going to be there at 10. I think he's going to actually think he's gonna be there at 10 because at the okay. end of the day, you got to look at how the NFL is going like – even though we look at his abilities right now, the NFL is going to look at this. At the end of the day, just like I said, you are going to have to sell the fact that you are a blocking tight end. Because I'm going to ask you this question. How often do you see tight ends catching fade routes? You don't see that in the NFL. So he's not even going to be running those routes that he ran in college because they don't really do. You're not throwing the ball 40 yards to a tight end in, in NFL. Like linebackers do know how to cover, you know what I'm saying? So I already mm-hmm. think that I already think that, man. I think the first time Cal Pitts gets on the line and puts his hands in the dirt and he's supposed to do an out route, a defensive end is gonna stand in front of him and say, Hey, welcome to the NFL. <laughs> and and my question is this is like at 10, man, that is gonna be I I get you, Jamie, what you're saying, but I just say, How about we compromise? How about mm-hmm. I just get you a wide receiver? If you want a weapon, I would rather you just get another wide receiver than get a tight end. Here's a, here's a scenario for everyone. Here's a scenario. Say, for example, Pitts is there at number 10. What teams behind us would you Every think? Every team? Would, yeah. 
Yeah. Every My team, every God, team. I, I would imagine that would be the phone call to make. As every like, team. Yeah. You have Pitts there and every – think about this. Think about this, guys. Imagine what we could get if Pitts is sitting there and every we, 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 we defensive would a lot player – Think about this, Paul. Every defensive player in the 2021 draft is available. I'm going to be honest with you. I think the selling of that pick is way more than – like even if you get Pitts for five years, what you can mm-hmm. get – like they say, there's no more Herschel Walker trades, but you might get a Herschel Walker for that ten. You might be because you'll have you. You think about this. You won't. You'll have twenty teams calling you. Twenty. Yeah. And yeah. not even. And think about the teams who have already drafted. Because Cal Pitts is there. I would think Philadelphia's back interested. I would think Cincinnati's back interested. Miami. Imagine if Cincinnati gives you. Miami. I don't know what if. What if Cincinnati gives you that second round pick? That early second round pick. Now you got two second round picks, two third round picks, two fourth round picks. That's like six. That's six top one hundred players you're going to bring into your team. That's yeah. the real reason why the 2020 draft was so bomb. You guys want to know why? Because you count how many top one hundred players we got: C.D. Lamb, Tristan Hill, Navelle Gallimore, Baez, Tyler Baez, and um, the guy who didn't play. Um, what's his name? Robin Riley and I. Not, not, yeah, Bradley and I, I mean, Bradley and I, you had five top 100 players on the same draft. They don't got to be first round picks because top 100 means they're going to be good at some point. You know what I'm saying? I think, so, I think, and you made a nice, great that, point. Hey, you made a stupid point about paying less for the draft, man, bro. Like that just blew my head. I, I didn't even think about it. I never even thought about that because mm-hmm. the way the cap is set up, that $9 million, we have $18 million right now available, but $9 million of it is earmarked. Y'all listen to Fish, so yeah. you know Fish always yeah. says earmarked. You yeah, know, yeah, $9 yeah. Million of it is really earmarked. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like you deposit the yeah. check in your account, but only 10 is available right now. <clears throat> it's what, what, what they say is, like, statistically, averagely, is that it's a million dollars against the cap per pick. Exactly. Yep. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So then, that was a phenomenal point, Paul, what you said. Trade out of 10, you get a first-round pick. You just don't have to pay as much, and then you still got that money. I'm like, oh, my God. The, re- the reason I remember that is because of the film draft day. It's like Seahawks picked, uh, what's his name, <laughs> that quarterback, and they paid like one-tenth one of the salary. Seven million <laughs> yeah. yeah, because hey, cause Paul, Google what the 10th overall pick makes and Google what the 17th overall pick makes. As a that's fraction. What, that's what, oh yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's why I tell people that CD Lamb was honestly the best, the best bet for last year's pick out of the wide receivers because yeah, we got seventeen, but we didn't have to pay with Raiders play for for Riggs. Yeah, mm-hmm. and look like or what Denver had to play for like, Judy. We didn't like, have to pay that. To be fair, like see, honestly, see, initially I hated the pick initially when we drafted Lamb, but see now looking overall when you look at the likes of the cap, the production that we got, we got the biggest steal. Probably and yep. and a long, long time when it comes to the draft. Yep, by by far. Like here's another one. Soft spot too, guys. That's been our soft. Like we've been, we've been. I, I mean, with this offense, with this team, and the, the decisions that they've made, and the Mike McCarthy, and they just been all over the place, man. Like, do you really feel safe with them picking a, a kid at ten? Like, I just don't. I just no. feel like there's more chance for us to mess it up, bro. Like. I'm not opposed to trading back. Like say, just the only my only worry would be if we're going to trade back. How, how, how would you be willing to trade back? Because I'm trading. Yeah, because what I'm saying is, 
if I'm trading back, I don't want to miss out on either JC Hall. I don't want to miss out on, on Slayer. I, mean, so I want to be able to trade back. I want, and I don't want to lose a couple of the guys and then have to just kind of sell for a guy. You know what I mean? I'm going to trade back. Yeah. yeah. Make it I think, I think yeah. And not miss out on, a, on the top. Like I say, because you end up with one that you really want to draft, but you've got to draft him because you've got back. Uh, I say, I'm yeah. not opposed to draft, I say, because he helps the captain also, like, the, just the fact that in JTL's pro day just tied him up like saying and you're going to get a top corner there like saying you don't have to pay him number 10 even though 10 would be steep for JTL but yeah I wouldn't want to risk like I say they're at 10 so you, you can get a part of a player but if I'm going back I don't want to risk them having to settle when I could like I say maybe have taken pits at 10 if that's even though I know a lot of people don't like that but you have to take pits at 10 trade but, and compared to trading back and then missing out on, say, JC Horn or a Chancellor. Man, I'm telling you, really JC Horn, Horn has the ability to be a – he has the ability to be a – man, you go see what that boy did at Alabama. Uh, not Alabama. See what he did against that boy versus South Auburn. Alabama. That boy from yeah. Auburn, that Auburn game, oh, my God. Like, that, like he got beat. Like, J.C. Horn is the type of dude who takes stuff personal. Like, he gets beat on the first play out the game. I forget the dude from or, or um from um, Auburn, who's going to be a day, probably a day two pick, the wide receiver. Man, from that point on, this dude, J.C., just went to a whole nother level, man. And, he, it like, just not – and there was several times. And I'm going to tell you, in Alabama, they play a lot of press. Like, I mean, for my guys mm-hmm. who know football, they play a lot of press. And I always oh, yeah. ask this question about people. Name me an Alabama DB that's been very good in the last couple of years. You know who you're going to name? Trevon Diggs. Because a lot of that stuff does not translate well over in the NFL. You want to know why? Because, one, they're playing so much damn press. And then you got four first-round picks on your defensive line. You know what I mean? So a lot of these mm-hmm. corners in Alabama, and think about this, how many touchdowns did Trevon Diggs give up his first five games? Oh, I'm, I can tell you, he gave up six touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? He gave up four in the first five. You know what I'm saying? It would have been five, but DK Metcalf forgot he had to hold on to the ball. Through yeah. the you know what I'm saying? But think yeah. about this. Technically, he was burned on that play. Now, mm-hmm. Patrick sure. Sertan ran the same time Diggs did. Bro, we can't have two, four, five corners. We can't do it. We need speed. We, we need, need, we, we, need a speed. Diver- we need a bit of diversity. Speed. Speed. Speed you, is you what Jason we need. Horn on your team, he's the fastest dude on your team. Mm. Like, think about that. I, and you, here's, here is what's good. You're talking about press man. I would say, in terms of press man, JC Horn is probably the best in jamming at the line. He is super physical. So, in, in some respects, can be too physical. Yep, but and I knew you was gonna bring it. He's, 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 he's no such he's thing, a, mate. There's no such thing as too physical. Oh no, he, get, he gets a lot of holding <laughs> he calls. Do, he, he gets do, a he lot do. of holding calls. He gets a lot of. Hey, but you know what? You know, and you know what, Mike? I was actually, you know, the comment I said earlier. I'm gonna double down on it. I'm gonna double down on it. You know, don't sweat the small stuff. You know what I'm saying? The reason why I say this is this is a great example, right? Someone said this. Would you think Cleveland would have drafted Miles Garrett if he had a history of jumping off sides all the time? Hell yeah, they would still drafted him. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. In life, there's some things in life where you're like, okay, that's the athlete. I'm going to have to get a coach to coach that out of him. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Like that. I don't like, think that, you need to coach are, it. Like those are the be small mistakes that you can iron out quite easily. You need to coach him on how to not get caught. I don't. I still want him to That's... be physical. I just don't want him to get caught. Like I don't mind. That is exactly what I was just about to say. Just wear gloves, bro. <laughs> like, <you feel laughs> oh, 
no, no, or know where the refs are. Know where exactly. the refs are to have yourself block yourself in. Because I, you were just making the point. I was going to say what he needs to learn is how to hide it better. Because, because you know who they lives all do and it. dies by that. You know who lives and dies by that. Kansas City. You guys probably heard and this Seattle. over and over in Seattle. They say this over and over in the Super Bowl game. You got this. Is how they want their their corners to play. They will live with the penalties. Because yeah. usually the penalties isn't as great as what they know they can Everything get. Everything else, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're absolutely right. I want someone. I want someone just more sneakier to teach him how to hide it. <laughs> exactly. Still grab. Still do all that. You know what I'm saying? This is no, a, I, this is a contact sport. It, it, I love people yeah, who want contact. Yeah, it, it goes, goes on. Go ahead. Oh, no, yeah. And something else that can't be ignored either about Jay-Z Horn, which is why I like him, he is the son of four-time Pro Bowler wide receiver Joe Horn. Mm-hmm. And I know so, his daddy. So he's going to know a lot of tricks for right receivers. I, I was just about to say that, Paul. I know his daddy then showed him some nuances and some. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and don't forget, like when we were talking about like a wide receiver versus cornerback, Trayvon Diggs is brother Stefan. So they've two been battling it for ages. So you've got yeah. the, you've got yeah. Trayvon learning from his brother, like, like, like particular moves and whatever, what ways to blow, how to disguise it, whatever and that, how to mm-hmm. press. So yeah. and you know and you know something else it'll be, the exact, it'll be the exact same for Horn with his dad. And you know something else that you you learn with having an older sibling, you learn how to handle losing. You know what I'm saying? You know how many times right. Trevon Diggs has gotten burnt by his brother? I would think a gang of times. You know how many times oh, his yeah. brother then probably like jumped over him and just did some disrespectful stuff and just put the ball on his back like here, boom, here you go. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. And people be like, yeah, but what does that mean, West Coast? What does that mean? That's what that was that dog in him when DK Metcalf ran by him and he kept on running. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, that short yeah. memory. That way is heart and determination. You get what I mean? Heart and determination. That's why that's why even though Trevon Diggs was getting beat, he was still standing up there like man, I, I might get beat, but we going we gonna go at it every time. Like have you ever had, <laughs> like I used to have this dude I said hey man I used to have this dude in it, school man, man. I, 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 keep, I keep saying it Tyson that is dog mentality. Dog yeah mentality. that's dog yeah. mentality you may beat me but we gonna fight every time <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah right so we'll wrap things up in conclusion because I know you've got everything going on there West Coast and your own stuff to deal with. So we'll wrap things up by going around uh, on this and give me your first brown pick doesn't matter if you traded up or traded down. Um, I'll start off with Paul. Give me who you're taking in the first round, and then I'll move it on to Long. Go on, hit me with it, Paul. I'll be trading down, and I'll be picking JC Horn. <laughs> who are you taking, Long? I think I'm going to trade down as well, and um, hopefully Sertan or Horn will be there. Um, again, Sertan's got the the NFL pedigree as well. His dad was a Pro Bowl cornerback with the Dolphins, if I'm right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, one of the points I wanted to say, the Cowboys have only taken a tight end in the first round in two years. First uh, in the whole of their history. The first time was Billy Joe Dupree. The second time was David LaFleur in 1997. One was a, it should be a Hall of Fame career. The other one was a bit of a bust. So I'm not taking a tight end. I'm trading down, and I'm going for a cornerback. All right, Jamie. If you stay at 10, we'll take some time. 
If it's taking Satana's turn, it's interesting. So the 40 time is Pro Day's impressed you then, I assume. Yeah, he's Graham, are you taking brother? Well, I'm I'm gonna ask you all a question first of all. Um if it's me, I'm trading down and I'm taking JC Horn. But when was the last time Jerry traded down? Very true. It's not a Jerry oh. thing to do. So I think you'll better prepare for a cornerback. I don't really think it, I've, I think I'll be honest. I don't like the, the point I was kind of making in regards to the cap and stuff. Like that, I don't think he's actually got much of a choice in a way. Like, yeah. can he really can he really afford to kind of draft someone at ten? It's like, not. Jez was the last person we traded down for, if I'm not mistaken. But he might make he's a splash. By dra- it, but, but, but here's the thing: Jerry makes Jerry can make a splash by jumping back into the first round yeah. later on. Yeah. Hey. But, yeah. hey. Can I ask you guys? Can I before I give mine? Can I can I can I piggyback yeah. off of what you got? Can I piggyback off your question? When has yeah. the Dallas Cowboys ever been so loaded on offense where we didn't need to pick? Yeah, true. And when has the draft ever been so bad at defense of at defense where you really couldn't? Because I mean, this is be real. You'll never find anywhere where anybody's going to put a defensive player in the top ten. This is like the first time I've ever seen that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I think like I think that I think it's I think I mean I would have I think. Jerry trading back is probably smaller than Jerry drafting a wide receiver after paying one hundred million dollars. I think that blew my mind when we drafted CD. I was like, "What the hell? What? What?" I was I was pissed off, but I was pissed off about the pickup for CD Lamb at first, and after reevaluating it and kind of understanding why and the cap and, and everything, everything it it turned my opinion flip side. I I completely went bipolar. I freaking love the pick now. I love that. Yeah, I love it, but I you know, I I love it too. But I feel like you know, I feel like I ain't gonna, I'm gonna leave it alone. Hey, I love to pick too, but we still like the you know what I'm I, I feel like this. I didn't went to counseling for 50 years, and we still got marriage problems. Maybe it's the counselor. <laughs> you know what I'm Maybe it's not me. You know what I'm like, I see where I'm you're praying, going. going. I see where you're going. Like, yeah. let's see what's going. What am I doing? What am I doing? Go ahead. Was that Jimmy? Go on, Jay. I was just going to say, on, just gonna say sorry, just what Graham said, and we've all kind of said it the same. We trade back for JC on. Yeah, yeah. We, he might not even be there. Let's 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 just think about that. He's it just depends. It. It, it would be nice, but we, we might have to take him at ten. Just really depends of how yeah. many people are desperate for offense compared yeah. to defense. I've just, it's, I think this is this this is going to be one of the biggest gambles and trades this year. It, it there's would, going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of chopping and chops. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not trading back yeah, for I'm lower not. than it to. Fifteen's my limit. I think yep. yeah. it, the you teams. Know, Patriots is Patriots. Yeah. The um, that's, anything that's my, lower than that, too. you're losing out on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you get past, like, when you get into like. 18, 19, you damn near get into a second round pick. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Thanks. Because anybody that's getting drafted after like 19, 18 technically could have been a second round pick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, I think um I think 14, 15 is a soft spot because if you think about it like this, if if the plan, if the plan, if the draft just does one thing I ask, and that's nine offensive players at 14, you should theoretically be able to get Sertan, Farley, Horn. Or anybody you want, you know what I'm saying? Because Ojalari. they're all gonna be, 
they're all going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's just a matter of who wants. But I'm going to tell you this. I am hoping that the Eagles, you know, sell, you know, that they buy this juice and that they buy. I hope the Eagles get either Farley. I mean, not Farley. I hope they get that tight end or I hope they get uh, or they get Sertan because I know this. Like as much as I, I like Sertan, but I feel like if the Eagles were to draft him, I would not be scared about them, you know, him being out there. You know what I'm saying? So at 10, what I'm doing is I'm trading back and I'm aggressively looking for uh, J.C. Horn at like 14, uh, 15, possibly even. And then um, I'm hoping to get a, a second round pick. And then with my second round pick, I'm going defensive tackle. Uh, I'm going defensive tackle. And then se- a third round with my next second, because I'll get another second round pick. I'll probably double down and probably get a, um, a, a honestly, not a, um, a corner and then probably a linebacker. You know what I'm saying? And just basically yeah. just. Just uh, start building my second, my second cowboy. You know what I mean? Like start build because this draft is gonna be fire for day two, three, and four. I mean for day two and three, it's gonna be fire, man. As, as I think late. day two, day two for corner is uh, unbelievable. When you look at how it's gonna go, because for me, you can I get all two I'm, of them theoretically. What theoretically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I would say as well, with all the safeties that they've added and looking at uh, you know the Madden Kazi, I would say still. Watch out in case they still want to go and draft a safety. That's still an option. But my guy, that yeah, yeah, my guy. I'm not saying I take him. I'm just saying for everyone to go watch, and especially his pro day is Aziz Ojolari. That guy is going to be. That's the linebacker, isn't it? Yeah, he he's a beast. Just Mm. go and watch him. I don't think the Cowboys will take him, but man, um, the guy's got huge arms, and I can't remember. I think. He did 20, I think he's got 36 inch arms and he still did 29 reps on the bench. Is he a middle line? What, what, what linebacker is he? Outside. Okay. I think we need, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, Paul. I think you need to focus on that. I think we need to focus on that middle because Cowboys got to make a decision on LVE. And I'm going to yeah. tell yes, you, you do. cannot they have do. yourself in a position where LVE gets hurt and you don't have a replacement for it. You know and, that's what, and, that, and that's what's that's really stunned us last year as well. Like, we just had no depth at all. And Because you know when he goes down, it it shifts everybody over one position because then Jalen mm-hmm. Smith has to go to middle. The weak side has to go to outside. So just for yeah. one injury, it puts like four different people in the wrong position. In the wrong place. Yeah, definitely. So, guys. We didn't um, even talk about LVE. He, he, yeah. he skated off the damn show. We didn't even talk about him. I'm injury concerns as well Um, but just a very quick one guys pay some bills if you're going to go to a game this year make sure you use Cowboys Experience they have game day tickets stadium tours and tailgate parties make sure as well that if you book it you use the booking code UK Cowboys and then the big one it is the big show coming to you on draft day something me and West Coast actually spoke about a couple weeks ago where we ended up talking on the phone for about six hours um so on draft day it's a 24-hour marathon starting at half past two uh sorry half past seven in the uk in the morning going right the way through got a number of guests competitions giveaways got it all going on and old mr west coast here he's gonna come back and join us um so that's all coming to you for the big show on draft day uh but before we leave, Mr. West Coast, I would like to say very much a thank you again for joining us. I know as soon as I asked you, you were like, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> you know it's going to be a yes when you ask West Coast uh, to join us here in the UK, mate. And we just love um, telling all you know our UK viewers uh-huh. to make sure 
Um, all will be revealed, Austin. All will be revealed, Austin. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are. Uh, there is one guest in particular who is massive. Um, but uh, yes, West Coast. Thank you very much uh, for joining us, mate. I know that you're busy, and it doesn't matter. You, it, we could talk for another hour with you, mate, and you'd still be going. Hey, can I shout out some people that came through and watched for me, please? Yeah, of course Absolutely. you can, man. Go for it. All right, shout out. I want to shout out my dog uh, Joe Trentina, watching from uh from um Inc. from uh, no he he in Italy. Italy, yeah. Shout out my boy Johnny, my boy Rich, Richie G. I see you, baby. Uh, who else I got up in here? I had some other uh, Mo. I seen you, Bo, Big Mo, Dwight, Andrew, and there was one more. I said I was gonna get. Oh, what up with you, uh, Landon? I saw you, my dog. I saw you. I saw you, Landon. Issue. My <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks, thanks to everyone that's tuned in tonight. Man, it's been yeah. a great show tonight. And... What up, Mikey? <laughs> and yeah. Oh, gee, I see you, Deshaun. <laughs> uh, hey, man, and, get on me, man. They'll, they'll inbox me quick, man. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, well, it, uh, like we, we have a, a great load of people that join us on the show. So thank you, everybody. Not just the UK audience and the state audience, everyone else around the world as well that join us. We, Not just like America's team, we're the world's yeah. team. The world's hey. team. Uh, yes, but from uh, the, the Nips, Tatties, and Haggis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Scottish crew and the godfather, Jamie Smith. It has been UK Cowboys TV. We will see you over the weekend and we'll talk to you next week. Stay safe, everybody, and stay phenomenal. See you next time.